Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Artistic License. This is episode one of our BJJ miniseries. Fellow artist, do you recall that first time moment you fell in love with your craft? You know, the first strum of your guitar, the first stroke of the brush, or the first roar of an engine you built from scrap? Well, Tim and I found a moment of that sort on our own through the beloved worldwide sport that is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We wanted to make a show featuring the wonderful experiences and benefits that the art had to offer. The only problem was, we're white belts. We're beginners with less than a year of experience each. So we decided to bring in the experts. Well, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a martial art traditionally. Sam Spiegelman is a brown belt and an instructor at Newbury Training Center in Niles, Illinois. Some people look at it as a sport. It's similar to wrestling, I think. It's similar to wrestling with submission holds and joint locks. Carlos Archila is a brown belt and the owner of Lake County Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Mundelein. So submission holds would be? Choke holds, arm bars, uh, things like that. Anything that will make you say uncle, I guess, or <laughs> tap out. <laughs> it is a martial art. It's been around for... About a century now, a little longer than that, with roots in traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu. Mark Vives is a black belt and the owner of New Breed. And essentially it is a martial art wherein its main principles and properties are such that a smaller opponent can actually, using technique and leverage, can basically overcome uh, a larger, more physical opponent. So someone who's, let's just say, 5'2", 130 pounds, can, uh, will, will, have, uh, will be able to sit there and subdue someone who's you say a normal height of like six one and two hundred five pounds, with without having uh, with the minimal minimal amount of effort and the maximum amount of technique. So without actually overexerting yourself, it's very individual. So jitsu can be many things to many people based on your background, what you're trying to get out of it, and what you're trying to learn from it. Brazilian jitsu now, especially just within the past, I would say decade. Uh, has become more than just a self-defense system and more than what you see on uh, in mixed martial arts. It's become, uh, I mean, it's splintered off to really just the actual traditional martial arts self-defense aspect of it, the uh, street-slash-MMA application of it, and then uh, also the almost strictly sport application of it as well, too. There's, there's a, but either way, though, regardless, the, the principles are, are still the same. Uh, again, it's using using your mind, using your leverage, using uh, everything but your physical attributes to, to basically subdue an opponent. How did you guys all get started with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Well, I started right around the time I was done with college. I went through some family personal stuff around that time too. For me, it was an outlet at first. You know, it was a way for me to you know, relieve stress, stay physical, stay in shape. It became part of my life. You know, looking back, all those benefits, I didn't really understand until now. Just did it to, you know, kept me busy, kept my kept my head in order, kept me on the straight and narrow. But, you know, for me, jiu-jitsu was, was a path that really helped me get everything else together. But at the time, I didn't really understand it, but, but now I do. Uh, I started mainly because I was getting my butt kicked by both my older and my younger, uh, my older and my younger brother. Everyone's doing this, you know, jujitsu stuff and Muay Thai stuff and MMA stuff, and I'm just lifting weights, looking good for the women and stuff. <laughs> my brothers would just basically practice moves on me, and getting into fights with my brothers never really ended up a, a good venture for me at all. So one day I just woke up. I'm like, you know, it's probably a good idea to learn some of this stuff. I asked him if I could sit there and start training with them, and I, you know, just basically was hooked from then on out. 
So since December 97, I've pretty much been training. I wanted to learn how to kick ass. Now I'm joking. <laughs> no, and, and uh, in reality, it's pretty much the same story. I mean, I was I always played sports all through probably since I was eight until all through high school. I played baseball, got out of college, needed an outlet. I needed to need to focus my attention to something more positive. I wasn't heading in the direction that I was used to when I was playing sports. When I was sports, I was like, like Sam said, he was more focused. He had like an obsession. He had something in an outlet, and I think I needed that at the age. I started in May of 2005. I took my first class in May 2005. Haven't stopped. I've been doing jujitsu forever. I started, I think it was like September 2015. <laughs> but actually, September 2014, I started dating this guy who <laughs> started getting interested in jujitsu. And in the summer of 2015, he had his first competition. And I went to watch it. I would kind of roll around with him before that and stuff. And I was interested in learning techniques, but I didn't think I had what it took to go to class or be aggressive or I don't know what was holding me back, but I saw all the girls competing and I realized that I did want to try it. And so then I went to class. However, I feel like it took six months for me to really get into it. And now if I miss class, I'm upset about it. My body is starting to, to crave it. What about you? Well, my brother got into it. He kind of showed me a couple of stuff and I ran to some friends. We just messed around in the backyard. I don't know. I just kind of need a physical outlet as well. And I feel like as I've progressed with my school and whatnot, the reasons that I do it start to pile up more. Things like being able to focus, things like believing in yourself, things like pushing yourself further. I feel like through the school, I've been surprising myself. And I kind of feel like that's why I'm interested. I want to take this Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing further because I feel like I want people to experience that feeling of surprising themselves. What are the benefits of BJJ? Jiu-Jitsu is a rare combination of strength, conditioning, uh, mobility, flexibility, all in one. That's a nice thing with Jiu-Jitsu. It can be well-rounded on its own. So a lot of people get Jiu-Jitsu just for the, the workout. There are a few people that start with the self-defense aspect in mind. Like they're looking for a way to, to protect themselves or if you're a police officer in law, law enforcement, a lot of them veer towards Jiu-Jitsu because it helps them just be able to control bigger opponent or bigger people with ease. Last, you get the mental aspect of it. For some people, that's their happy place. It's their hour to put down their phone and just relax and not worry about anything. Yeah, I feel like uh, from my experience that the traits that you learn from jujitsu, they kind of trail off into your everyday life. Even like your ability to focus on things not related to jujitsu. So the biggest benefit to doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu is that it's basically a metaphor, rather, for the way to live your life. It teaches you how to basically handle stress and adversity, how to overcome it, how to actually approach it from a problem-solving standpoint, and actually how to solve that problem in the most efficiently, calm manner that doesn't put anyone in harm's way. And after X amount of time, call it six months, a year, six years, everything in your life kind of falls into place. Everything becomes clear to you. When I'm on the mat and I'm practicing, you get put in situations that sometimes you've never seen before, you haven't seen in a while. But the thing is that if you just calm down, relax, you can actually see everything open up. You see all the different avenues, you see the problem laid out in front of you, and you know how to solve that problem. So it sounds like jujitsu has kind of like allowed you to like manage your temperament. Yes, it has. It's basically sat there and mellowed me out completely. What about you, Carlos? What was the question? The benefits, right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when you first start off and, and you're the first person coming into your first day, they'll start doing the physical benefits first. Mm -hmm. You get stronger. You're going to get tired. You're going to get in shape. You'll start hurting in places that you didn't know you had muscles. Start using muscles that 
you didn't think would be able to use it, then eventually you'll start accomplishing things. And it's even, it's like little things. You know, you did a technique that you're having trouble with. Little by little, but I think when you first step in, it's going to be the physical part. You're going to see the benefits as you move on, as you move through the jujitsu career, it's going to start going into mental. And then you're going to start pushing yourself mentally, meaning that, you know, can you go one more round when you're tired? Can you start challenging yourself with, with competition? And just that, and then like the, then you'll start seeing the benefits. After you start getting comfortable on the mat after maybe six months, seven months, you slow down, you start seeing everything, and, and you start realizing it's starting to leak into my daily life, meaning I usually say the more you struggle, the worse it's going to get when, when you're getting choked. <laughs> but it, it translates to daily life. It's like the more you struggle, the, the worse it's going to get. Mm-hmm. Calm down. There's an escape, right? If you're you got to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations, you're always going to put your you're always going to be put in uncomfortable situations, whether it be a social setting, work setting, doesn't really matter. It's going to be uncomfortable. But the more you like, just calm down and think about what's going on, you'll be fine. Sometimes you can see see people's faces when they walk in the gym and they just like were defeated during the day, but they chose to go to the gym mm-hmm. to train as opposed to like maybe just going home or maybe going to get a couple drinks or whatever. It's pretty incredible to see, like, as the class goes on, they almost, like, snap out of it, and you can almost see the change happen between that, like, 90-minute class. What are some common misconceptions that people have about jiu-jitsu when they're just coming in? You know, I think a big misconception is that people start jiu-jitsu to be competitors or fighters. To be honest, it's it's the opposite. I remember asking Tim about that because at least at the beginning I was yeah, like, I is it okay that I'm training and I really don't uh, think I, think I want yeah, to fight? And he's like, yeah. It's pretty common. I mean, I'm sure, you know, everybody's heard it, but, you know, especially when people walk in, they're already intimidated. You walk in this gym, people are in these outfits rolling around <laughs> and they every, everybody looks like they know what they're doing. They're like, oh, does, do a lot of people compete here? Or something along those lines is usually a question you'll get. If none of us here, like none of us here had any thought of, of, of competing when we first started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I can pretty much sit there and say it was probably the furthest thing from our minds. All five of us here had probably had no idea that there were Jiu-Jitsu competitions when we first started. We just wanted to train. Did you? Rachel? Did I know there were competitions? Yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I, mean, I mean, went to Tim's. Okay. Oh, well. before... I, yeah, no, I didn't know about it before Tim. It's, it's different because when you, if you're a first time person and you walk in, let's just say at the wrong time into a Brazil Jiu-Jitsu class, I'm going to use the, say at the wrong time with my air quotes, if you will. But if you walk in to spar it that's like the worst time for a new person to walk in because all they see are grown adults just beating the living shit out of each other sometimes. If, if sometimes it can get very escalated and it, and it looks like that. And you see, you hear grunting, you see sweat, you just see all this stuff, you see pushing, pulling, all this tugging. And that's not really, it's such a small microcosm of what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu actually is. You guys don't, because you guys are on the mat. There'll be people walking in to check out the school and the windows are fogged up. You see, you know, one of our guys, Robbie, going to town against Cisco, and they're going at it. And, and I see these new people walk in, and I'm like, uh-oh. And I, I get up and try to greet them as, as quickly as possible because I know I'm like, when they walk into that atmosphere, mm-hmm. it is intimidating. I'm like, this is just sparring. This is a different class. You know, and I explain to them, you know, begin, no, beginner's class would be different. You know, it's not going to be like this. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
we're very aware of the fact that it is intimidating. So when new people walk in, we try to make them as feel as, as welcome as possible. I mean, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, as Carlos alluded to earlier, is probably the only martial art where you can basically go 100% and not hurt each other. Because the coolest thing about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that Sam and I, we can just go get on this table right now and start beating each other up. Like to a pulp. That'd be cool. But we could. I don't know if we can keep the mics on at the same time. But we could. But at the same time, if one of us thinks that we've had enough, tap the other person a couple times on the leg, tap the mat a couple times, or just say tap. You could stop at any time. And that's the best thing. That's one of the best things about training jujitsu is that you can actually go ahead and go. You can stop at any time. But as someone who's coming in, that's like the worst time to come on in and to actually see that. That's why it's so intimidating. The thing that I really like about it as like the baby and as a woman is you don't have to do anything in jujitsu that you're not comfortable with. <laughs> and it's definitely intimidating to walk into a room of like 12 huge sweaty dudes and maybe one or two other females at the beginning and know, oh man, do I have to work with them? And the cool thing is that I eventually got over it, but I didn't have to roll with a 300 pound dude before I was ready. To address the elephant in the room, there are fewer women than men that do jiu-jitsu, but the number is growing every day. We talked a little bit about this, but just so you know, we're not trying to gloss over it. Our next episode is going to be completely devoted to women in jiu-jitsu. Oh, well, you're lucky now, because I, when I started, you know, almost two, two, two decades ago, there were zero females training, basically. You would, it, the only place you would see a female training would be Brazil. Wow. If that, I mean, like maybe um, the one or two females in like Southern California that might be training, but that, but that was there was nobody, there was nothing like that, and and nowadays it's it's become a lot more uh, commonplace, if you will. But uh, I mean, there's still uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu academies that are around the country that you walk in and there are no females at all. What's expected of someone who's coming in for the first time? Some schools are extremely formal. They want you to bow onto the mat. They want, like, you know, they'll have like a set of etiquette rules and stuff that you know they expect you to read. Always a good question to ask when you're calling in. Be like, do you guys have a training etiquette? And some instructors say, yeah, but with nothing written down, we'll just tell you as you go. Or like me, I, I just write it down. Just I tell them, just read it. Now here's what you can expect on your first day. If you don't know anything, you're gonna you're you need to expect to fail and to expect that you're gonna be asked to do things with your body that you probably have never been able to do in your life. Especially for the <laughs> the guys, they like, oh, I'm in shape. Why can't I, I do this? <laughs> and Mark's exactly right. Like, ex oh. no matter how good a shape you are, expect to be tired. I mean, you you could run on the treadmill and lift all the weights you want, but. My favorite thing is just like, oh, I'm going to start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm going to get in shape first, so I'm going to join it, a join up at export. It doesn't matter. You can sit there and become an Olympic athlete. Uh, we've had professional football players come in. These mm -hmm. are they're athletes. <laughs> like they, 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 they know what they're doing. They, they've been doing this their whole lives. And they'll come in, and within five minutes, they're huffing and puffing, just like someone who's never worked out a day in their life. If you've never learned how to throw a football, or the case may be the first time, and, and I hand you a football and say, throw this to me. I run 50 yards out and I say, gun this to me. You're going to throw it about five feet. And it's going <laughs> to wobble. You're going to look like an idiot. And, and it's okay. But that's basically what people are asking you to do, too. 
So you might be, uh, you might be Jay Cutler and can throw a yard bomb and stuff like that. But I ask you, I get it on the mat and I'd be like, I want you to do a normal arm bar from close guard. Go. And he's gonna look at me, do something stupid, and it's gonna be like it threw a pick. What is the advice you would give white belts as they begin their journey? Number one, commit. The benefits that you can get from jujitsu are non-existent if you don't commit. I think all the health benefits and the mental benefits and everything that you know we talk about and we're going to tell you about, none of that happens unless you make a commitment. For me, commitment has been playing a huge role. Once I began going to class consistently, I found not only my jujitsu improving, but also my attitude. I love being in class. Number two, train as much as you can. But don't overdo it and don't burn yourself out. Number three, stay consistent. The most important thing as a beginner, as someone who's already made the decision to sign up, stay consistent. Number four, test yourself. You, you're gonna test yourself from day one, not being able to do something simple like touch your toes <laughs> to like day, like, you know, to three years in when the next thing you know, you are now bending like a pretzel and bending other people like a pretzel as well too. Tim always reminds me not to compare my progress to the other people in class. Progress is relative. You have to look at your own growth. Number five, have fun. Have fun, for sure. Uh, make sure you like it and learn as much as you can. And number 18, learn as much as you can and be humble. Be humble with it too. There's no way all of us can ever know all the jiu-jitsu that's out there. And there's always someone who knows something you don't. So it's always a search for knowledge and it's always a, like, a humble search for knowledge. <laughs> Thank you to Mark, Sam, and Carlos for coming in. Mark and Sam are from New Breed Training Center in Niles, Illinois, and Carlos is from Lake County Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Mundelein. Go stop in. Tell them we sent you. You won't get anything for free or anything, but uh, it'd be pretty cool to know if we convinced any of you to go. Thank you to WGN Radio and Hard Times Productions, and thank you to Tim Apuli for being an amazing partner in podcasting and sparring. We'll see you next time. I'm Rachel Woodall, and this has been Artistic License. I never said that. Yes, you did. You told me that all the time. Oh, yeah, I did say that. <laughs>